Come on, good morning, everybody. We greet you in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. Thank God for his love that we can share with one another. Come on, if you know God's been good to you, make a joyful noise to the Lord today. Certainly grateful and thankful to the Lord that he allowed our moments to roll on just a little while longer. To those of you who are watching via the World Wide Web, wherever you are, let me take this opportunity to thank you for worshiping with us today. I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, senior pastor here at the Good Oak Missionary Baptist Church. And we want to thank you for the privilege of your time. Thank you for being with us, allowing us in your personal space to inform your head, inspire your heart, and encourage your spirit to become all that God wants you to be. Remember, you're not watching to make us a big church or me a big preacher. I am here and we are here to help you be the biggest and best Christian that you can possibly be. Like us, love us, share us with family members and friends. And let them know there's never been a better time for hope. God has been doing some amazing things. Somebody say amazing things. God has been doing some amazing things through this ministry, through this past year. Uh, we're grateful to God. Over 50,000 people have been touched by this ministry locally, not counting nationally and internationally. We're literally just talking about people who's lives we have touched in a very personal way and we're grateful to God for what the Lord has done. Yesterday we celebrated the unveiling and dedication of the Barbara Jordan statue and plaza on the site of the former Barbara Jordan post office. For those of you who may not, there's our Mother McGowan there. It was commissioned and uh, was done some of you who have been here for years, you remember when you had to drop your income tax off at the post office, the main post office downtown. That was the Barbara Jordan post office. And then that post office was decommissioned. And they have now rededicated it. And it's a beautiful uh, uh, food court area in there. Really nice restaurants and uh, a lot of community activities. And uh, we're certainly grateful for the member, uh, memory of our beloved member who grew up in this church and uh, has stated publicly so much of who she became was rooted in the foundation that was laid for her here at the Good Hope Church. I'm grateful also for those who came out for the Precious Memories Memorial Service on last night. Uh, what a powerful, powerful time. It is our time when we stop to reflect and think about those that we have lost, uh, those who have gone home to be with the Lord. And for those families, it's a powerful moment as we think about life moving forward uh, without those loved ones in our lives. And I'm grateful and thankful for uh, Reverend Bell and our membership team for doing a great, great job in getting us uh, prepared to go through the holiday season in a uh, in a, an emotionally better place. Amen. 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 Uh, true youth got to give a shout out to our true youth. They uh, sent care packages out. And so um, the young people, man, were excited. They got their uh, care packages just in time for the finals. So they got uh, all kinds of snacks and all kinds of goodies and all kinds of reminders from our ministry. Let's thank God for the true youth <laughs> ministry. Deaconess uh, Smith and her team did a tremendous job in preparing those packages for our college students. I think we got some pictures. Make sure we get them to master control. They were grinning from ear to ear. Uh, you, you remember those college days. Some of you remember. Um, we might want to make a left turn on that one. But, uh, amen. That's all right. You can take it down. Amen. I, I'd rather talk about it right than put it up wrong. Amen. Amen. Um, man, we are so grateful to have uh, one of our community partners here, and that's Mr. Michael Crockett of CNS Cares Community Health Initiative. Stand up, Brother Crockett, if you would. I want you all to thank God for him. This is a young man um, who uh, 
has given his life to Christ and is now giving back so much to the community. He was part of our Hype Fest and was a sponsor there. Uh, they are here today uh, through their Community Health Initiative Mobile Clinic, uh, free uh, blood pressure screening, glucose screening, BMI, body mass index, <coughs> excuse me, along with um, checking your oxygen level. And here's the other thing. If you need insurance, if you are uninsured or underinsured, uh, they will help you identify insurance sources. And many of us who are here, and those of you who are under the sound of my voice, uh, qualify for free or greatly reduced insurance through the Affordable Care Act. In the state of Texas, we have about two and a half to three million people who are uninsured or underinsured. Now, if you don't know whether you're underinsured or uninsured, you better check it out. Amen. Um, and if you don't know, you probably are not. So, so you want to make sure that you uh, get that situated. And as the commercial says, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Lord, have mercy. Uh, I went to the emergency room a couple of uh, weeks ago and, uh, you know, I was just glad I had some insurance. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, grateful to the Lord for that. So uh, make sure you go out. They have uh, a mobile unit on the front. You probably saw it when you came in and they have tents set up as well. Uh, get your blood pressure screened. Get your uh, glucose level screened and uh, get your body mass index and all of those things. Souls to the Poles. Soul to the Poles is taking place on today. Today is the only Sunday that the polls will be open for early voting, for early voting. Now, told y'all before, I don't tell you who to vote for. Um, I already posted who I voted for. I, I voted for Sheila Jackson Lee, and I need you, and, I'm, and I'm, let me be honest with you. Uh, for me, city elections are not about policies as much as they are about accessibility, right? Uh, many of you call me and you say, Pastor, I'm working on, I need some help with this. And what? That's accessibility. I, I like having the phone number of the person I need to talk to. Amen. I like them to have my phone number when they need me. And Sheila Jackson Lee has been a supporter of this church, supporter of this ministry, down through the years when we've had flooding, when these apartments were damaged and we had to house people, it was the Congresswoman who made sure that we got everything that we needed to take care of this community. Amen. Now y'all, I'm not against anybody. I'm just telling you who I'm for, right? I'm not mad at anybody except the devil, all right? Um, but I just want you to know, and today we have our singular opportunity to vote in this runoff election. Man, it's a tragedy that registered voters in this city, especially registered voters of color, we're, we're voting at somewhere around 15, 20% of our registered voters. We, we need to get out and exercise the right that so many of our foreparents died for us to have. Amen? Amen. So get out and vote, vote your convictions, vote your conscience, vote for your community, and your vote will count. Rooted and grounded, make some noise. Come on, rooted and grounded, make some noise. Make some noise, make some noise. Man, we are so excited. We are getting ready to kick off our winter rooted and grounded session in January of 2024. You can start registering today for rooted and for purpose-driven life. We're beginning to layer on our discipleship curriculum. But remember, the key to Rooted is really not the curriculum, it's the connections. It's the connectivity, people to people. It's where we can experience, put into practice the one another's, praying for one another, loving one another, encouraging one another. The right of Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. Each of us has an opportunity to add value to each other, and it's a powerful moment. I want you to hear this testimony today by uh, one of the sisters. She was not a member of the church. I don't think she's joined yet, but she told me she was going to. And uh, just how the life group blessed her 
and help change her life and change really her whole view of church. Come on, let's hear that video testimony today. My name is Giovanni Loda. I was invited by Donna Brown to Get and Grounded about 10 weeks ago. Donna Brown is my client, and um, she asked me if I would be interested in doing Rooted and Grounded with her. And I was actually praying right before she asked me, maybe like a week before she asked me to join. I had prayed and I was asking God for just like something to refresh me because honestly before Rooted and Grounded I felt mad like when you go to your phone and you type in the emoji and you type in like man this is the emoji you see it's just black it's stale it's flat um I was going to a church I just didn't feel anything um to the point where I just stopped going and I was just only watching online. And not that there's anything wrong with watching church online, but I missed um, fellowship. So that's why I decided to go back to church. But it just, something was missing. Um, I just had been feeling really blah. Um, I had a divorce about four years ago and that like shook my faith like crazy. To be pastors and to go through like a public divorce, the shame, the embarrassment, um, and then all of the experience like leading up to that just really shook my faith to the core. Uh, and so coming out of that and just clinging on to God for life, just for dear life, because I knew I couldn't do anything without him um, and just feeling like a failure, uh, feeling like, I can't believe this didn't work. I, my faith was just like a roller coaster. So I had kind of just been cruising and it was just very stale and bland. And uh, about a week before Donna asked me to join, I had asked God, I was like, God, I just need something different, something new, something fresh. Lo and behold, rooted and grounded. And so now this 10 weeks has really just been amazing. It's changed my life for the better. Um, I found a church that I will be joining shortly. I will be joining soon. Uh, but I found a church that I really enjoy. Um, I feel happy. I feel peaceful. I'm excited to go to church. Um, I see the fruit in just the 10 weeks. Um, I'm breaking strongholds. I've made decisions to just stop playing with my calling. Um, I've known since a young age, I was meant to, to do ministry in. I just really felt that I needed something to like shake me up and get me back on track and rooted and grounded in just that. So I am so blessed and so happy that I did it and you guys should definitely do rooted and grounded. Amen. What a great testimony and we are grateful and thankful to the Lord. Uh, remember, it's your opportunity to help not just see your life change, but to change somebody else's life. Now, remember, we made this announcement in January. Everybody has three years to make sure that you get through rooted and get in the process of rooted and grounded. That's our requirement. That's our prerequisite for membership. It's just that simple. If you're not committed to growing and becoming who God wants you to be, if you're more committed to going to church and having church than being church, then let me recommend another church for you. Amen? Because here we are committed to being church. Everybody said being church. That, that's our commitment. We don't want to just go to church. We don't want to have church. We want to be salt and light. That's what God has created us to be. That's what the Lord died for us to be, to be salt and light, to be what God wants us to be. Uh, listen, I got to tell y'all something. Hope 365, uh, we are going to be launching this year. Hope 365, we have touched, I told you, over 50,000 lives this year in a very real and tangible way. I'm talking about feeding, clothing, 
Our volunteerism has been absolutely off the chain. We're looking to double those numbers on next year. And I'm looking for Hope 365 partners, 365 days a year. We're committed to giving hope. I'm going to tell you more about it in the coming weeks and months, but I just want you to be praying about Hope 365. Where? Oh, last thing. Those of you who ordered Rooted and Grounded t-shirts, if you have not picked them up, you can get them today at the bookstore. If you ordered a t-shirt, if you're not sure if you ordered a t-shirt, go by and check. You might have paid for your t-shirt and your t-shirt is there. So make sure you pick up your t-shirt. All right. All of my December birthdays, stand on your feet wherever you are. Come on, all of my December birthdays. Come on, God save the best for last. God save the best for last. God save the best for last. All right, Elder, I'm going to let you, because it's my birthday, so I'm going to let you go. Well, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, 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 we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, you look good. You know you look fine. And we hope you have. Well, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Ooh, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Well, we're singing happy. Birthday to you. If if I had seen him, I'd have had him come up and do the birthday song. Come on up here, Santa Cam. (laughs) Santa Cam is in the house. He had been losing weight, but look how he put on some weight here. <laughs> Listen, we're going to have a great time today with our children and uh, our, our youth ministry. And those of you who are young at heart, uh, we've got a uh, special, uh, what we got, hot chocolate and wassail after service that you can pick up some. And uh, those who may want to take a picture with Santa Cam, um, y'all could do that as well and bring your children, grandchildren. So they can take a picture with Santa Cam. I, I told them this is the first time we had Santa Cam at the church. Um, we, we used to have Kente Claus come by. How many of y'all remember Kente Claus? We used to have Kente Claus come by. That was uh, Santa's uh, cousin from the south side, Kente Claus. But uh, Santa Cam is here. Come on, y'all. Thank God for Pastor Cam. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Father, we thank you and bless you for today. We pray now that everything that we do and everything that we say will be pleasing in your sight, uh, that it will bring glory and honor to you. May you be glorified. May your people be edified. And may the devil be horrified at the life-changing, life-giving word of God as it goes forth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is often called the silent killer. Uh, One third of U.S. adults are estimated to have this disease, and one third of the people who have the disease are not even aware that they have it. Uh, All of you, under the sound of my voice, know at least one person, if not yourself, who deals with this disease on a regular basis. It's called hypertension, high blood pressure. Um, I battle with it and fight with it. Um, I contracted it as a result of having COVID, and once the symptoms of COVID passed, high blood pressure remained on the scene. Uh, It's a dangerous disease because uncontrolled high blood pressure can lead to stroke, 
heart attack, heart failure, hardening of the arteries, eye damage, and eventually death. Just this past week, I went to the eye doctor and we were talking about my pressure and the pressure on my optic nerve. And he was saying that many people are unaware of how your blood pressure affects other parts of your body. Hypertension. But my brothers and sisters, there's another blood disease, another uh, blood-related disorder that can be as dangerous as hypertension. It's called hypotension. Now, most of you don't know a lot of people who suffer from hypotension as opposed to hypertension. Hypotension is low blood pressure. Low blood pressure. It can cause you to have all kinds of problems. Now, here's the difficulty with hypotension. Uh, we, we know what the standard is to determine whether or not you have hypertension. Uh, you want your blood pressure to be 120 over 80. Uh, but there are no numbers associated with hypotension. Uh, there are no numbers that doctors will see and look at. As a matter of fact, uh, if your blood pressure is, is very low, I was on a special uh, diet. I was doing the Daniel fast and I was exercising every day and I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was like 101 over 70. And the nurse looked at me. She said, you feel okay? I said, man, I feel great. I haven't felt this good in years. Because there are really no signs, there's no numbers for low blood pressure. All they can do is look for symptoms. Symptoms like, for example, being lightheaded, uh, dizzy, uh, even faint. Uh, a person, if they have low blood pressure, can develop chest pains, heart attacks. Uh, the kidneys can begin to fail. The person can go into shock if they have low blood pressure. Now, some of you may be thinking, Pastor, why are you talking about blood pressure today? And I want to say to you today, in this preaching worth repeating, that I believe the body of Christ is suffering from a form of spiritual hypotension. In other words, we are dealing with, in the body of Christ, low blood pressure. Not our blood, but the blood of Jesus. Uh, I, I believe we are, in a sense, lightheaded and dizzy as a church of Jesus Christ. We are confused. Our, our hearts are not right. Our, our, our body life is not right. We're not functioning with one another like we should because we are functioning under a spiritual hypotension. And this is directly tied to our failure to focus on the blood of Jesus. So today for a few moments, I want to talk, talk to you from the thought how to raise your spiritual blood pressure. How to raise your spiritual blood pressure. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. Four things I want you to see today that I hope and pray will encourage you to understand the importance of the blood and in particular the importance of the blood of Jesus to our spiritual lives. Uh, we know that if the blood fails to reach cells and members of the body, the absence of blood will result in the death of that place in our body or the death of that organ because life is in the blood. And when the blood circulates through the body, it allows life to continue to flow. But I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that there is no place the blood is more important than at Calvary. And there's no place the blood is more important than in the body of Christ. Here's the first thing I want you to see. Number one, you need to recognize the unifying power of blood. The unifying power of blood. Acts chapter 17, verse 26, the A part 
The New Living Translation says, From one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. The Bible tells us we were all born in sin, polluted and dead in trespasses and sins because of the tainted blood of Adam. Uh, it's amazing when we start tracing, for example, our genealogy and you're hearing uh, people advertise things like Ancestry.com and, and what's the other one? Uh, uh, 23andMe. Uh, I can save y'all a whole lot of money. Just go on back to Adam. Amen? A amen. You, you bypass all of that. Bypass Scotland and bypass Africa. But go back to the beginning. And the Bible says, in the beginning, we all started with the blood of the Lamb. Blood of Adam. We all started with the blood of Adam. We, we were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And watch this. The blood poisoning of sin was so potent that because of Adam's disobedience to God, the DNA of our blood has been adversely affected and has not changed for thousands of years. Sin nature entered and has been deposited and has been passed down from generation to generation by the blood. That's why the psalmist says in Psalm 51, verse 5, look at what it says. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. From the moment my mother conceived me, sin has been in my nature. That's why we never have to teach children how to do wrong. They were born sinful. They were born selfish. They were born looking out for themselves and not looking out for anybody else. And we affirm it because they need so much. But then here's the problem. Those sinful, selfish children, if we're not careful, will become sinful, selfish adults. And then you wonder why the person that you interact with doesn't share, doesn't give, isn't thoughtful. It's because of the sin nature that is within them. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's amazing how many times people like to change that verse to say, for y'all have sinned. <laughs> right? They lift themselves up to be sinless, and they look at everybody else, especially those who don't agree with them, as being sinful. When the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You've got to recognize that there's unity, even if it's bad unity, in the blood. Here's the second thing, number two. You need to recognize the purpose of the blood of Jesus. You got to recognize the purpose of the blood. We're unified by the sin nature that is in the blood. But watch this, the purpose of the blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 11.25. In the same manner, He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now, the church of Corinth was going through the motions of Holy Communion without understanding its true meaning. Uh, that lack of understanding robbed them of receiving the full benefits of the Lord's Supper. It was just something that they, that they did because that's what they were told to do. And, and Paul wants to challenge them to understand the significance of the Lord's Supper. And maybe for somebody today who is under the sound of my voice, maybe for somebody who is watching in 164 different countries, may, maybe the reason God has put this on my heart to share today is to help you understand the significance of what Jesus has done for us. That word covenant refers to a relationship in which one party establishes terms which the other party accepts or rejects. In the old covenant, the promise of God with his people 
before Christ came, people could approach God, but they could only come through the priest and the sacrificial system. And when they came, God could forgive them of their sins, but they would have to bring an animal for the priest to sacrifice on their behalf. And that blood sacrifice, listen, did not wash away their sins, but it covered their sins. Here's the problem. It didn't last long. And the reason it didn't last long is because they continued to sin, so they would have to continue to bring an offering to cover their new sins. It didn't remove sin. And so day by day, year by year, that sacrifice had to be repeated. But with Jesus, the Bible says a new relationship now has been created. It's, it's, it's open to us now for those of us who are part of the human race to now depend upon the free grace of God that has been provided through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. See, unlike the blood of animals, his blood will truly remove the sins of all who put their faith and their trust in him. Just as the Passover celebrated deliverance from slavery in Egypt, here is Jesus taking the remnants of that Passover meal and he gives those common elements now uncommon, extraordinary significance because he says just like the death angel passed over every house that had the doorpost bathed in a lamb's blood, now when you accept Christ as your savior, the blood of the lamb does the same thing for you. So Jesus said it's through my blood that this new covenant is sealed. This new covenant is confirmed once and for all. So he says this do and, and, and as often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. The fruit of the vine is the reminder of the blood that Jesus shed. It doesn't turn into the blood. It is a reminder. It is a symbol so whether it is wine or juice or whatever element is available to you, he says it is a reminder of the blood that was shed for you. Look at Romans 5, 9. Read it with me, if you will. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us. Here's the third thing. Number three, you need to recognize the purifying power of the blood of Jesus. Now, I need you to hold on because I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess with some of your, your thinking. Stay, stay with me here. You've you got to recognize the purifying blood of Jesus. Look at Leviticus 17, verse 11. For the life of the body is in its blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with God, it is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. Old Testament law, talking about animal sacrifices. Look at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Verse 14. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Everybody say perfect sacrifice. Now here's the question. If we were all born in sin and in iniquity, if we have all inherited sin nature and it's part of our DNA going all the way back to Adam, then the question is, how could the blood of Jesus purify us like no other blood could? I'm glad you asked. It's called the virgin birth. Now, y'all stay with me. I want you to like get this 
And, and because, see, here, here's, we live in a day of, of skepticism and criticism and questioning, so much so that we don't want to accept what we can't understand. So, for example, there are schools out there, there are seminaries out there who will teach, depending on their denominational affiliation and their theological position, that they don't believe in the miracles of Jesus. They don't believe in the virgin birth. They don't believe in, 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 in the healing power of the Lord. They don't, they don't believe that he could raise somebody from the dead. Here, here's the problem. If you don't believe in the virgin birth, you cannot believe in the power of the blood. I'm going to help somebody with their theology today along with your physiology. Watch, watch this. The, the, the text says, verse 18, Matthew chapter 1, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before, but before the marriage took place, the New Living Translation says, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, verse 19, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So here the Bible is clear. Jesus was conceived in the womb of a virgin Jewish mother by the supernatural act of the Holy Ghost without any help from a human father. Now, I know some of you are still looking at me saying, okay, Pastor, I, yeah, I'm going to stay. I ain't going to leave until after service. But, but what you're saying sounds kind of crazy. Wait a minute. Hold on. Here's, here's the doctrine of the virgin birth and, and why it's critical to salvation. Without the virgin birth, there is no power in the blood of Jesus. Remember what we said. Whereas all men from Adam to this day were born with Adam's sin nature, the Bible teaches us that Jesus was a sinless man and therefore deathless until he took the sin of others upon himself and died their death. Uh, look at Hebrews 2, verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same. Everybody say part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Children are partakers of flesh and blood. Jesus took part of the same. All of Adam's children were partakers of flesh and blood. In other words, they shared fully in Adam's sin nature because they shared in both flesh and blood. He says, but Jesus took part of the same. He didn't take it all. He only took part. He took flesh, but he did not take blood. Now, somebody said, wait a minute. Why, why is that so important? Listen. So, physiologically, the blood which flows in an unborn baby's arteries and veins is not derived from the mother but is produced within the body of the fetus. Listen, no one, no woman can get pregnant without sperm. It's just an egg. Okay, some of y'all got a blank look. Let me see if I can help you. You, you, you remember, you remember, uh, well, you may not remember, back in school when you had to uh, incubate eggs, Right? An egg from a hen that has not been touched by a rooster, I don't care how many lights you put it under, is never going to result in a chick. Uh, the sperm is where the blood is located. The blood is in the sperm 
And so no impregnation can take place until the sperm connects with the egg. Right? That, that's where the blood comes in. And it's only after the sperm has entered the ovum and a fetus begins to develop that blood appears. Watch this. According to scientists, the mother provides the fetus, that unborn developing infant, with the nutritive elements for the building of that little body in the secret place of her womb. But all the blood which forms in it is formed in the embryo itself from the time of conception to the time of birth that that infant does not experience in a normal pregnancy one drop of blood being passed from mother to child. Now you say, well, wait a minute, how does that child live? It's in the placenta. We, we know it as the afterbirth that, that links the mother and child and is so constructed that all the soluble nutritive elements such as proteins, fats, carbohydrates, salts, minerals, and even antibodies pass freely from mother to child and the waste products of that child's metabolism are passed back to the mother's circulation. But there is no interchange of a single drop of blood in a normal pregnancy between mother and child. The interchange takes place through the process of osmosis. Now somebody say, okay, where, where you going? Where you going, pastor? Hold on. How could Jesus be sinless and still be born of a woman? It's because he could have an earthly mother, but he had to have a heavenly father. See, if Joseph had slipped in early, his sin nature would have contaminated the egg. So God says, I can use a woman to bring him into the world. But I need the Holy Spirit to conceive this child so he can be born sinless. As a matter of fact, it is so important for the blood of Jesus to be sinless that the Bible says God told Joseph, I don't even want you to know her in an intimate way until after the baby's born. Because I don't want your blood in the birth canal. I don't want Jesus coming through the birth canal and, and maybe unintentionally inhaling some of your sin nature. He said in order for this to be an immaculate conception and an immaculate gestation and an immaculate procreation, i got to make sure that there is no sin around him as he comes through earth, through the birth canal into the world. When somebody says they don't believe in the virgin birth, you can't believe in the power of the blood. Because that's the only way his blood could have power. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 21. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Here's the last thing, and then I'm going to let you go. Here's the last thing. You need to recognize the overcoming power of the blood of Jesus. Everybody say overcoming. The overcoming power of the blood of Jesus. Verse 10, Revelation chapter 12. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. That word defeated is translated into King James, overcome. It means to subdue, it means to conquer, it means to prevail, it means to get the victory. Satan, the accuser of the brothers and the sisters, brings charges against us before God. And the question is, how can we fight the charges that the devil brings against us? And the Bible says, when Satan comes to accuse us, there is one there, our high priest, Jesus, the Lamb of God. All he needs to do is point to his blood. And said it's already been paid for. 
Yeah, he says the devil may come and he may talk about your sinful ways and your sinful attitude, your sinful actions. And when he comes to accuse you before the father, Jesus is standing there as our defender. And all he's got to do is point to the blood. See, when you see no hope in yourself, you got to know that the blood of the lamb is fighting for you and on your behalf. Look at Romans chapter 5. Go to verse 16. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. Verse 18, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to justification. Adam's sin leads to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to regeneration. Adam's sin leads to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to restoration. Adam's sin leads to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to salvation. Adam's sin results in condemnation, but God's free gift leads to sanctification. We, we come today to celebrate the Lord's Supper, but I don't want you to miss the power of the blood when we celebrate it. Oh, we sing about it. We, we got great songs to talk about it. But I don't know if we really realize how powerful the blood of the lamb is. That's why the scripture says it will never lose its power. It's incorruptible blood. Incorruptible blood. That, that's why when they, when they came to the Passover and, 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 and God came by, you remember what he told Israel? He, he said, when I see the blood on the doorpost, I will pass over you pass over he said when I see the blood I'll I'll pass over he he didn't say when I see your goodness he didn't say when I see your morality he he didn't say when I see your works he he didn't say when I see your fervent uh religious worship he didn't say when I see your sincerity when I when I look at your intentions he says no when I see the blood I will pass over Somebody said, why couldn't Adam do it? Adam's blood was tainted with sin. Angels couldn't do it because they were spiritual beings. Animal blood could cover sin, but it couldn't wash our sins away. But there is one blood that had been furnished that could wash, Lord have mercy, our sins away born of a virgin had a human mother but had a divine father conceived by the holy spirit he had a sinless supernatural nature and the bible says his blood washes us white as snow i know it doesn't make sense for some of you who are chemistry buffs but the bible says you can take your black sins dip it in his red blood and come out white as snow I don't know about you, but that's good news today because I got too many sins to try to pay for on my own. But thanks be to God that the blood of the Lamb can wash me white as snow. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners who plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilty stain. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there may I, though vile is he, wash all my sins away. Come on somebody, way back on Calvary, somebody can testify it was the blood that Jesus shed for me. And that blood gives me strength from day to day it will never 
highest mountain. Have I got a witness here? But anybody down in the valley, can you testify that it flows to the lowest valley? That blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never, it will never lose its power. What can wash away my sins? him in the side. Come on, somebody say he pierced him in the side for me. One day when I was lost, oh, he died on the cross. I know it was the blood for me. He hung his head and died. I said he hung his head and died. He hung his head and died for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me old song said they they placed him in a tomb come on somebody knows they they placed him in a tomb they placed him in I can't sing it for you I can just say for me for me oh one day when I was lost on the cross and I know it was the blood for me but the songwriter didn't stop there he said he's coming back again anybody glad he's coming back again said he's coming back again oh he's coming back again for me yes one day When I was lost, he died on the cross. Mm, He's coming back again for me. Father, we bless you and thank you. What, What we can't imagine, what we can't even see or think. We thank you for the truth of your word that you paid a price that we could not pay by sending your son to die on our behalf. And God, we thank you that it's by your blood that we're not only saved, but it's by your blood that we will overcome. By the blood and by our testimony you paid the price for us and we thank you we give you glory and honor now 
It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody who can, everybody who will, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet as we are moving into the Advent season. We celebrate the coming of our Lord, and there's no better way to celebrate his coming than to remember the sacrifice that he made for us. God has done so much for us. Now the question is, what are you willing to do in return? And the greatest gift you can give to God, the most precious gift you can give to God, the most valuable gift you can give to God is the gift of yourself. To say to God, God, I present my body to you. I give myself to you. If you're here and you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to the Lord. The men and women who are coming forward would love to show you privately how to ask the Lord into your life. If you're watching, you can scan the QR code that's on the screen and you can say yes to Jesus today. You want to know how to ask the Lord into your life to pray the prayer of salvation? There's a link there. And I will lead you, show you how to ask the Lord into your life to pray the prayer of salvation. If you're watching and you would like to unite with our church, you have an opportunity to do that as well online. We'll connect with you and connect with you in a real and tangible way. I'm grateful you heard us talking about Rooted and Grounded. Uh, we were blessed in April to have seven different states represented, people from all over the country. In this last session, we had people from 12 states and three different countries. We would love for you to join with us in our discipleship process. Doesn't matter where you are added French-speaking groups to our discipleship process. We're looking to add Spanish-speaking groups. So wherever you are in the world, you can unite with us for this season of your journey and we can help you to grow in your walk with God, to encourage you and help you to be the church and not just have church and not just go to church. If there's somebody who's present today, bless you, sweetheart. If there's somebody else who's present today, we invite you to come. Bless you. Amen. That's, that's Giovanni just testified, said she was coming. She's here. Amen. Somebody else, you hear us rejoicing. That's because God is doing a work. God is adding to our church. But even more importantly, God is adding to his church. And we invite you to join us on the journey for this season of your journey. So we can encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Come on, we're going to sing this song. And as we sing, we allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, make a decision, QR code or in person, and it say yes to the Lord. It was the blood, the precious blood that made the difference at Calvary. It was the blood the precious blood that my savior he did shed for me
at Calvary. Come on, stretch out your hands towards those who have come. Father, we bless you and thank you today for what you are doing in the life of your people. We thank you for our sisters who have come. And we pray, God, for this season of their journey that they would find all that they need to continue their walk to the next level in you so that they can continue to grow in the fear and admonition of the Lord, continue to grow to be the salt and light that you're calling them to be. We bless you and we pray, God, that you would do exceedingly and abundantly in their lives above all we can ask or think. Touch as only you can. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for those who have come.